0: Welcome to track number five of church planting. From this book, uh, lay people and the ministry, alright, get a copy of it. How many were able to buy the whole set of books? I believe quite a few of us were able. If you, if you want to get a set, you don't have the money, you can book it with a bookshop and then the bookshop will pay up, but only up till this afternoon and the bookshop would have to guarantee that they would pay for it but up to this because this evening that offer will not exist all right now the work of the ministry how many want to become pastors who are not yet pastors i mean you want to become a minister tent minister pastor something raise your hand all of you all right now, how many are members of this church, and you want you have now a desire to become a pastor? Are members of this church, and you desire now to become a, a pastor? Okay, how many are not members of this church, but you desire to become a pastor? Oh, very good. Wonderful. Now, uh, those young men over there, just come. All of you come. No, these guys. Yeah, come. Come with your Bibles and your notebooks. Which other young men want to be pastors? Come, one, two, three, four, come Come with your Bible, your notebooks Sit down here Sit on a stage Sit here Come this way, sit here Brother Sit here Who else wants to be a pastor? Come Come sit there. Who else wants to be a pastor? Come in the yellow shirt. No, no, don't come. Don't come. Don't come. Only the guy in the yellow shirt. Okay, you come. One more lady. All right, these are future pastors. Amen. Which church do you belong to? Johannesburg. God bless you, brother. You also want to be a pastor, and you are coming. It's good amen listen all of these guys and, and many of you out there are going to become pastors okay now one of the great difficulties when you become a pastor is or when you think about becoming a pastor is, what will i do when i become a pastor all right now after this meeting we are going to start I'm talking up now about interfellowship. We are going to start some more branches and churches. Can I have an amen? amen. We are going to believe God to start outside uh, Durban. Cape Town, Johannesburg are two good places to start. We're also going to start more churches in and around the Durban area, like in the city. We can start a church. Uh, the Indian area Chatsworth all these other places we are going to have more churches here we are sending the people amen amen do you want to be sent you don't want to be sent yes anywhere where God wants you to be yeah so you are going to be ministers all right so now what I'm trying to do you see and the reason as I start a little of each book let it be a catalyst to or a stepping stone to help you to get the book and to actually read it because i've used the church planting book we have just a few left make sure you get it you can i started it but i didn't continue because i just started so that i will guide you into reading it i started also using the catch the anointing a little and the mega church book a little and also the how to start the church little and then the preaching teaching and healing books all these are books that i've used to preach and to teach so get them and now that you've heard preaching about it the book will be different to you and it will really be easier for you to read it amen now what exactly will you guys do you get it when you become ministers do you understand this is the question are you, are you with me? Where are the guys who shook my hand outside? These are three guys. Where are the other? There are two more. There's one here. Where, there were four of you. And oh, you are the other one. Okay. Now, what exactly will you be doing? And should a minister do? Alright? Now, this is what you'll do. The code is PVCI or PVTI. All right? Have you heard that before? How many have heard that before? Very good. Prayer, visitation, counseling or teaching, and then interaction with the people. Amen. Prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. Now, this, these four words, these four letters, PVCI, have inspired me to write a whole book here. Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. And this book has four sections. Section 1. Section 2, Section 3, and Section 4. Section 1 is P, Prayer. Section 2 is V, Visitation. P, V, yeah. Section C is Counseling and Teaching. And Section 4 is I, Interaction. The whole of this book is about that. The Bible says, To the making of books, there is no end. The, in other words, there is no end to searching for the knowledge. Do you understand? So a doctor can learn all about you. But then suddenly he will take, stand up please. He will take just your eye and specialize on just this eye. Or he will take the nose and specialize on the nose. Or he will take the finger and specialize on the finger. some little part of the body the mouth or the teeth and you have specialists who are specialists sub specialists and specialists of specialists so you can continue learning and studying and receiving if you are determined to follow the Lord and to work with the Lord hallelujah so sit down my dear brother when you become a minister, you have to learn these four things very, very, very well. Prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction. Now, when we talk about work, we are talking about something, when we say the ministry, is it work or rest, chapter 9? It is because... The Bible says, for the perfecting of the saints, and for the work of the ministry. In other words, ministry is work. Are you listening to me? Everybody say, ministry is work. Ministry is, work. Ministry is not a game. Ministry is not a holiday. It's not one long holiday. But unfortunately, when you see a pastor preaching, like I'm preaching, I, I look like I'm on holiday. How many feel that I look like somebody's on holiday? Raise your hand if if I look like. You see, there are people who look, I look like I'm on a holiday. Is that not so? I'm just having fun. You get it? I'm relaxed. I'm just talking. Open a book. Read something. Have lunch. You know. It's like I'm having fun. And and where where am I staying? I'm staying at the Hilton. I mean, what could be nicer? You, You get it? I mean, I'm having fun. So, unfortunately, when I'm going home, I drive home in a nice Lexus. So I mean, what could be what could be better than that? I flew here on a plane, and I mean, I I must. I mean, this is this is one big holiday. Thank God for the ministry. It's better than working in, in the bank. It's better than working as a security officer. You see, so that's how people think about the ministry, unfortunately, and that is a delusion, because this that we are doing is work. And until the ministry has become work for you, you haven't really entered the ministry. Anybody who is working in the ministry will discover. But many times, when I employed people from the bank and so on, I would tell them, "Listen, this work is very exacting. You will be tired. You can never finish." They don't really believe me. When they start working, they become so surprised at how incompetent they are and how much they have to learn and how many hours to the point where now in my office on my offices i have to insist on them taking a break i mean we, we are off on mondays mondays nobody works in our church it's a it's a it's our day off because we are pastors we work on sundays throughout the day so monday is off we start from the morning. We end midnight. After midnight, one a.m., two a.m., three a.m., any time. But Monday, Sunday, there is no reason why a pastor should be in his home, swimming in his swimming pool, drinking tea at home, watching t- uh, Gold, Bold and Beautiful, or any other such thing. Sunday is God's day to work for God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And for a pastor, you must have. Yes, we do everything on the sunday visitation counseling interaction preaching meetings whatever sunday is a full day we work for the lord on sundays and all my lay pastors most of the pastors are lay people so i tell them the best day you can give to the lord to do the work of the ministry is sundays because you can't come on monday because on monday you'll be at your secular work and also i tell them that most of the church members are available on sundays are you listening to me so you can meet them and make them the most of your sundays amen are you listening so until you discover that ministry is work i can tell you you haven't yet discovered the ministry says for the work of the ministries all of you guys here you're going to become ministers all right and you're going to be involved in the work of the ministry all right now let what are the characteristics of work that will let us know that it is now work we have entered how many would like to know when you have entered the realm where the thing is work all right let me give you the characteristics of work number 1 for the ministry to be work right it must have working hours and the working hours for a normal job is maybe 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 or 8 to 4 or 10 to 6 or whatever. But for a, when you start working in the ministry, you must know that there are some hours that are the best hours for a pastor to work. And those are your working days and hours. And one of the days is Sundays. Sunday is a working day. I learned it. I was already doing it. And I found out from yongicho when i was there in korea on sundays they are there the office is bustling the office is booming work is going on in that church way till late in the night on sundays if you don't believe me let's go to korea god willing next year bundle yourself into the cargo hold of the plane and then we go there all right and you will see on sunday everybody is there they are working Meetings are going on until the night. Oh, until it's dark, night, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. They are there. Some people are making tapes, some people are having meetings, some people are praying. Different, the whole church is a lay church. If you come to our church on a Sunday, the cars in the car park will be in the car park till midnight. Sometimes you come 2 a.m., 1 a.m., we are there fully if you want to see me, the best place to see me Sunday at church, especially after church I will be there throughout yes, we have several services, 3, 4, we have I have 4 services that I 4 services and other services 6, depending on how you count different services all over the place other buildings, with services and so on, we have several services a day on Sundays you get it And I am there and all the lay pastors are there or are supposed to be there those who are not there not doing well you get it are you there the next characteristic of work is that it's repetitive you keep doing the same thing you get it you see initially when you come to church and you are not working in the church you just sort of come around, you enjoy a service once, you enjoy a good time creflodola comes to preach, you get it, somebody comes to minister you have a good time and then you go home but when this church now becomes your work, it's, it's something that you keep doing repetitively, it's repeated all the time, you have to be there whether you like it or not, and is that not how the work at the bank is? You get up and you go on monday you get up and you go on tuesday you get up you go on wednesday you get up you go on thursday you get up you go on friday i mean it's your work so you go there daily repeatedly all the time that is work the ministry has become work then it's repeated then it has certain hours that you know that these hours are for this work you've got to be there if you're a pilot you know you're flying in the night you've got to be there in the night If you're a bus driver, you know you've got to be there at this time. If you're a pastor, you've got to know Sundays, the evenings, the evenings are for God as well. You have to give your evenings to the Lord. Saturdays, people are getting married, people are dying, people are getting buried. Functions, various things you have to do. That is the work of the ministry. Are you listening to me? So ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that there are working hours. In the ministry, then the next thing you must understand is that if you are doing work, real work, it will consume a lot of time because your work at the bank takes time. So, as soon as ministry becomes your work, it now takes a large amount of time. Amen. It takes time. Lay ministers are not paid, no. I'm talking about unpaid people. I'm talking about people who are working for the Lord. These people are not paid. Amen. People who are not paid, you're just pastoring. Hallelujah. Are you there? Are you excited about what I'm saying? How many are learning something? Yeah. So now I spend so much time at church because I am working. I am not just playing, I'm not just having a convention. It's not just one event. You understand as I minister here I get tired myself you understand what I'm saying I'm, you must think that I must be getting tired and what I'm doing You understand? because I arrived straight here and I'm, I'm preaching you get it and I keep preaching till I go then I go I continue like that preaching 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 no shopping no games I've not been to see any sharks I've not been to swim anywhere I've not done anything just from the hotel to here and so on back and forth are you there so it consumes a lot of time time i'm talking about for lay people who are not paid and even people who are paid is the same thing why should you be paid on sunday you are in the house what are you doing in the house on sunday when the sheep are milling around and are available to be attended to what are you doing in the house having family lunch have your family lunch on monday my family time is on monday because i'm a pastor i'm not a banker i'm not a secretary I'm not a, 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 a businessman I am a pastor my work in hours for my work is Sunday it's my main day it's my key so when you make me miss a Sunday from my church it's like you made me miss a whole week of work that's why pastors don't like to be away from their churches on Sundays because you miss Sunday it's not just the one sermon that you are missing all the work that goes along with the Sunday Sunday is your main day pastors. Sunday is your main day. Everybody say Sunday is your main day day. Now say "Sunday Sunday will be my main day Amen Are you ready for that? Yeah I don't remember the last time I saw the sun on a Sunday The sun shining on a Sunday afternoon I'm always underground in my office Doing something Having a meeting in church Having a service And it takes a lot of time Time So if you are not prepared to work And be tired Then You are not prepared to be in the ministry The next one is that Ministry work expends money And energy Money Don't you spend money when you are going to work at the bank don't you have to pay transport so why is it that as a lay person right you are complaining when you have to spend money to come to church twice or three times why do you want us to give you money to go on visitation huh lay people we will not give you money to go for visitation amen let us stop dishing out money for the work if you are working for God, it will cost you something time, energy, money, whatever. It will cost you. So stop complaining. Just pay up the money and go. We don't give anybody money. If you are a lay pastor, listen to me. You must rather contribute to the church. We are not going to give anything to you. Bring your money. Go for visitation. Do everything. When you are full time, we will pay you fully and look after you fully. So it's either this or that, all or none. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because if I have 400 pastors, if I have to give every every one of the 400 pastors uh, five gallons of petrol a week, and I have to pay everybody this and pay all of this, can you imagine what will happen to the church? So as we expand, if you are a layperson, accept the responsibility of being a layperson. One day, when you become a full-time pastor, then the church will pay those things for you if... That is the condition of, ser- of service When you are full time you are full time When you are lay you are lay When you are 10th minister you are 10th minister Don't charge the church You rather contribute to the church Can I have an amen, amen. Can I have an amen? amen Let us learn There is a difference between lay ministry And full time ministry Decide to be a lay minister Alright Now ministry work is repetitive Sometimes it's boring How many times do you think I have taught this? Huh? How many different places do you think I have taught this? I've taught it over and over. Do you think this is the first time that I'm saying this? I've even written a book on it. You know when I wrote this book? It's old stuff. It's boring for me to say it. But I have to say it. I cannot assume that you know it. Amen? It's not boring per se, but I mean, it's not... Excite- as exciting as some of the new things that I would love to preach about, but I have to lay this foundation. I have to go through it. There are many people here who need to know PvCI PVCI, and you may have thought you know PVCI, and then when you go into this book, you find out that a whole book has been written on those four letters PVCI, which is only two pages in this book. Are you there so ladies and gentlemen. God wants us to develop to become pastors. Now, right now, listen. This is what the Spirit is saying, I believe. Everybody here have a vision. Otherwise, my teaching is useless. Have a vision now. Have a vision now. They are going to become a minister. They are going to become a pastor. Okay? Young men, alright? How old are you? How old are you? 23, how old are you? 22, how old are you? 19, 18, how old are you? 34, how old are you? 30, how old are you? 37 You are getting old brother, better do the work of God before it's too late How old are you? 19, how old are you? 34, how old are you? 21, how old? 22, 22 23, 31 23 26 You are ripe Pastor Oliver, these are the best people you got To do the work look when I was 16 years old I was doing this 16 I was in secondary school Huh? excuse me let me come up I was in secondary school what do you call secondary school here high school and I was a leader of the Western compound Scripture Union I would write down the names of all, my, all the people in their fellowship. huh? And I would do these, this work for them. Nobody paid me. 16 years old in form 3 or form 4 or whatever. Nobody paid me to do You think somebody was giving me money or I was collecting an offering? Unfortunately, the ministry has been turned into some kind of money-making something. So, we don't understand when you talk about working for God without being paid. It's so mysterious to some of us. We think that this is a hard. Some of you, when I'm preaching, you think I'm very strict, very hard. You know, it's like he doesn't want to pay anything, he doesn't want to give anything. It's because you have come from a background that does not understand ministry from a certain stage. 16 years old, I was in Form 4. How old is 16? 16 years old, 17 years old. I would write, and I have the list of everybody on a different sheet of paper. Give me your sheets of paper, and I would mention. I had a list: different houses—house seventeen, house eleven, house twelve, and house eighteen. And I would go to the list of the SU members, Scripture Union members, and I would start. Lord, I pray for Henrietta. I pray for Rose, Rose Wilson. I pray for John Prince. I pray for long lists. And I used to sit in my room, in my father's house, in my bedroom, and hold a sheet of paper and pray for every one of these people. For which salary? For who Who, who sent me? Who motivated Just out of the you see the pastoral call you don't have to be old that's what i'm saying that you don't have to be old before you see that god is calling you and god is sending you the thing is in you papa Higgins said he used to be a little child and he used to say i preacher, i preacher, i preacher." and he used to what he was trying to say is, i'm going to be a preacher i'm going to be a preacher i'm going to be a preacher way back in secondary school at a tender age i knew these people i had them they were people i just prayed for i had the list I cared about the people. Jesus said, of all that the Father has given me, I have lost none. When they were going on holidays, I used to teach, I would come and teach how to be a Christian during the, the summer holidays. How to be a Christian during this long vacation. Prayer. It was my work. In my room. In Accra. And I pray. I never knew I'd have a church. Nobody ever told me to do that. But that's what I was doing. Because in my heart, this was what I have not read this book, I have not heard it before. Nobody had ever taught me. I'm writing what I have done, what I have seen. That's what I'm sharing with you. Then, before we we'll go on holidays, I used to fear so much that they would they would backslide. That's the pastor's heart. Sometimes we need to talk about the heart of the pastor, how you care for the people. Not that you care for yourself, what you get for yourself, but you care for the people of all that the father has given me i have lost none then i will draw before we go on holiday i will go to everybody and say draw me the map to your house draw draw it to your house draw good turn right okay up the road? There's what there? Thirty three. Thirty three. Draw it like a road, two two lines. Okay. Good. And then write your name on top here. What's the name? Carla. Ka- so I've got Carla's name here. And I go to the next person. See. So, map to your house. Map. I'm going to visit you. I'm talking about visitation. I'm not talking about things that we are imagine I was 16 years old and I'll draw the map to people's houses. I, I will go home and I have maps of everybody's house. And I would go and look for these people during the holidays and visit them with the maps. Because in Ghana, we, there, there are, you can't easily find We don't have like, number 22, this and this road you say, you say you go straight, you see a kiosk, a blue kiosk Then you turn left, then you see a little river Then you cross the river, then you see a woman selling plantain and bananas Ask her for Jimmy Jones and she'll tell you he's in there And then you go there That's how we find the way to people's house Draw the map Map to your house map I had maps I had lists 16 years old and this is what I was doing who was paying me we, you see when we started our church do you know that we didn't even take offerings we have service we not even take I didn't know anything about money the involvement of money in the church when you see me standing here and taking offerings seriously it's something I learned when I became a professional pastor and i realized that if i don't know how to collect money the work cannot also go on i Tuesday service we would have a service no offering tithes there was not no mention of tithes in our church one pastor came up to me and told me my friend you are doing something wrong it was when they were throwing us out of our canteen that i realized that we needed money to buy a building that is when i sat up where's the map draw it write your name on top who should i ask for when i get to the kiosk What's your nickname? Ricky Z. Okay. So when I get there, I should ask for Ricky Z. Is that not so? And then draw your map to your house too on the other side. Visitation. You've got to be a pastor. It's got to be in your heart. You've got to love the people. God so loved the greatest god loved with the greatest love the whole world he loved everybody that he gave the greatest gift his only son the greatest person who could ever be given that whosoever the greatest invitation whosoever believeth the simplest greatest simplicity whosoever believeth him should not perish that means to have the greatest escape but have everlasting life the greatest destination he loved us so much do you have love Jesus said do you love me feed my sheep feed my sheep look after my lambs he cares for his people so much that is the work of a pastor it's not about being great or driving in a nice car or sitting in a hotel or going on a plane or whatever it's about caring for the sheep that jesus died for he gave himself for these people and god is looking for people who will look after them jesus looked with compassion he said he said my sheep are scattered scattered without 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 a shepherd how hopeless we are without a shepherd, without somebody to bring direction to our lives. I was preaching two, two weeks ago, a week ago, and I said, look, how hopeless we are, a shepherd. Can I see the map to your house? Have you written your name? Very good. This is church. I go in a sea, and I see Durban. Then, I go on Ungeni Road, 10 left, morning gate. What color is the gate? Black. Black gate. I see a black gate. And then I asked there for Sister Ricky Z. And I'm there. I had all the maps. I, 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 it really hurts me that I can't find those. One, but I think I, I, may, I may find them one day. I had all of them. Maps. Lists. And today one of, the, one of our pastors is one of the people I used to pray for. I didn't even know who. I didn't know the names. I didn't know who they were. I just had their list. Everybody write your name. And I pray for you. P. V. C. Counseling. Teaching. I taught what I knew. Anything I knew. How to be a Christian during the vacation. How to be a Christian at Christmas. How to be a Christmas a Christian during Easter. Don't backslide. Don't go and drink. Don't go and sleep with anybody. Don't do this. I taught them what I knew. <laughs> because you care. You see, when you care for people, you will never have a theoretical message for them you just tell them from your heart what you actually feel i mean what you really want to tell is what you tell them is not a plum thing you prepare i've got three points and at this point i will bring this illustration and then the people will laugh at that time then i'll bring this point and i'll summarize and i'll give three more steps and i'll conclude and then they will all say hallelujah no 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 no, no. we tell them how to survive how to make it brother you can make it and you teach them from your heart From your love, the love you have for them That is what it means to be a pastor That has nothing to do with money And that is why when people have a difficulty With this lay ministry They usually really have a real difficulty In their hearts This church is not going to go far And neither will any of your churches go far If you don't adopt the lay ministry fully And know when you must have lay When you must have full time Where is my book? so prayer visitation counseling now in the last chapter of this book i have a chapter it's called when and how to move from lay ministry to full-time ministry when should you become full-time and when should you be a lay pastor it's right at the back of this the last chapter of this book. when and how should you be a full-time minister Let me read it to you. Number one, I give seven points. When and how you should move from the lay ministry into full time ministry. Number one, you must have a special call to sacrifice your Isaac. What do I mean by sacrifice your Isaac? Abraham had his special something. And not everybody is called to sacrifice Isaac. So if God has not called you to sacrifice Isaac, Please don't go and sacrifice Isaac. It's only Abraham who was asked to sacrifice Isaac. Jacob was not asked to sacrifice Reuben and, uh, 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 what's his name, Uh, uh, Judah and all those other sons. He sacrificed none of them joseph did not sacrifice any of you nobody tried to sacrifice his child it is something that god must call you to so if god has not called you to lay down your medical practice your engineering practice your medical practice your uh, welding practice your whatever do not just jump out because everybody is doing it and say i am going to do that you must have a special call to sacrifice isaac before you move out of lay ministry into full-time ministry All of you guys, I hope you are not thinking of getting a job. Don't think of a job. Think of God and think of the sheep. And think of how you love them. Don't think of money. You are going to get get money. The church is going to pay me and I'll now be secure. And I don't have to go and look. I failed in school. So I once met a priest. My sister actually met a priest and she asked, why did you become a priest? And he told her, listen, to be honest, I wasn't good at anything. I didn't do well in school. That's why I became a priest And today he's a big time bishop in our country Meanwhile, the reason why he became a priest Was because He wasn't good at anything And he didn't pass any other exam So he decided to become a pastor Zimbo I said Zimbo Zigzag <laughs> Number two Second reason why you come out of lay ministry into full-time ministry all right when is or why is that you must demonstrate faithfulness in handling few things the bible says he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much if we give you something small to do As a lay person, and we say, please be the pastor of this choir. And even that you can't do. You can't come for shepherd's camp. You can't be here when we are having a little meeting. You can't spend a couple of extra hours. You can only come in the morning, but you can't come in the afternoon. You can come for two hours, but you can't come. You can only come late, but you can't come from the beginning. You can't be faithful with something little. Then you will be unfaithful with something very big. Do you know how much money is involved in the ministry? how many thousands i twice on two occasions we have written checks to buy things for more than 1 million dollars in one go if i wanted to steal and i wanted to be a crook and not make a distinction between what is mine and what is the church a lot of money will cross over and i'll be a, i'll be a billionaire by now oh yes look i remember one time i was in london in 1983 I was working there and I was living there. My, my mother asked me to come I said, look, I was doing something. So I'll come out. Universities were closed down. So we were waiting. It was a whole year. During that time, I was I experienced poverty and working. And my income was 20 pounds a week. 20 pounds, Pastor Oliver. 20, 21 pounds or 20 pounds. Out of the 20 pounds, I had to pay my tithes 2 pounds. You get it? And then my bus pass, 14 pounds. How much does that leave us with? 14 plus 2 is 16. 4 pounds. Okay, so now I think it was 21 pounds. So 14 pounds, 5 pounds. So now with the 5 pounds, I had to eat for 5 days. 1 pound a day. I'll buy a donut kebab every evening and eat donut kebab one every day and I ate let, let me tell you something lady. every month I paid my two pounds time and it was, it was one of the most difficult things because it was my food I was giving away, it was my food and I was poor, I could not, I could not repair my shoes, my shoes had developed alligatorism, do you know alligatorism <laughs> the, the front of the shoe had opened like this and I could not repair them and so I used to come to the church. And when I got into the church, I would just roll my leg. I used to, I would play instruments on stage. You know, I was, I was playing the piano and I was also playing the drum. So my, my greatest problem was how to get on stage. You get it? Because when I get, so all here, I'll just be dragging. I'll just be moving along. Nobody could see. So, but when I got here, the whole thing would just open like that. So when I got here, I would turn around like that. And just do as if I was talking to somebody. And I just slide off, and then I just start to slide to the side. Because the alligator would open the mouth very wide. Week after week I would come to church without shoes. And then the greatest crisis that came was the pastor called all the musicians and all the choristers. He said he wants to have a meeting with us. I said, okay, fine. When we went for the meeting, he said, I have decided that everybody who plays instruments on stage must wear a jacket, you know. And a tie and look decent and I said wow because I didn't have one how am I going to get a jacket you know and I was in Victoria and I how to how to tell the people that I didn't have money and I also couldn't say I would die out of shame it was a big crisis I don't even know how I solved it. I think I went and I got some pullover as if I was feeling cool, you know like in the winter so it doesn't really fit on something and I just managed to be there for an, shortly after that i had to also go to ghana two pounds but i paid it if you are faithful with little you'll be faithful with my faithful with two pounds faithful with million pounds we bought our building in london for more than a million pounds cash 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 no no credits no mortgages nothing cash we paid for it and if we spend a million pounds you think we cannot siphon hundred thousand pounds out Or siphon out half a million pounds or siphon out more million. If we spend that, we spend more, more than that. Even one time we were buying a building, a man offered me, he said, let's write another figure on the thing. Instead of writing this, we write that and I'll sort you out abroad. I said, you're joking. You don't know who you are talking to. Later on, I saw his daughter. He said to me, he said, my father spoke very highly of you. I said, Why? then i remembered the offer that he made me that i didn't mind him now his brother is now praising me let me tell you when god gives you something small to do he's watching you see all these things are just examinations. play the organ he's watching you play the drums he's watching you instrumentalists who come and play they only come The service at a certain point then they go at a certain point very shallow spiritually they don't do well never do well spiritually when you are praying they are wrapping cables when you are let's lift up our hands they are doing something tuning something all these are bad signs they never pray they never do ashes are also people who can backslide he that is faithful in little God will watch you as you work for him without being paid to see how you will be like when he pays you many of you because you can't work for him without being paid if you ever get into a chance of being paid you will be the first person to complain bitterly about the church about the conditions of service if i had taken my other job if i had not left my other job i would have been elsewhere look at how i'm suffering now look at how the pastor is enjoying he's flying here flying here i'm suffering monkey they work baboon they chop have you heard that proverb before the monkey works and the baboon eats it Monkey they work, baboon they chop. <laughs> God is watching you. You wouldn't be faithful around in this Deban. Why should we send you to Botswana? When just in Deban, when you are under our eyes, we can't even see you properly. Sunday you come around, then you come after to come and say hello to Pastor so that he would think you were around. You are not really around. You come around to just say hello and so on. But you are not really at the camp. You came in for two hours for one of the sessions. But really you are not there. When they call for a meeting, you are not there. You are always busy. Thomas and Judah's spirit has caught you. It's a good message. I need a satellite dish for this message. Or DSTV. God is watching you. To see whether you are faithful in something small. Look at me. I've been an organist in a church before. I've been an organist. I've been a drummer. I was so good at drumming. One day somebody came up to me, asked me whether I was a professional. I said, oh no, I'm not a professional. I just play. I don't know what a professional drama is. I was so good. Play the piano, Play the organ. I've had conducted choirs, led singing teams, played the guitar. In little things. When I started my church in Geneva, I sat with everybody, I thought, I'm teaching you how to play the organ, I'm teaching you how to play drums, I'm teaching you how to play the guitar, and I taught all of them and they all know how to play now. Because I've done it before, I didn't think it was below me. I felt it was the greatest honor to do it. I've arranged chairs before, I know I'm an expert in arranging chairs so that the church will always be full. If you know how to arrange chairs in your church, your church will always be full. If you don't know how to arrange chairs, your church will sometimes be empty. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> I can't <laughs> another time. <laughs> Little things you don't want to do. When I my pastor saw me, I, I would come and play the piano and so on. One day. Pastor, he's called Pastor Bassett, white a white man in England. He called me, said, Come see me in your, my office. And he called me. I don't know why he called but I never talked to him. I never talked to him. But he called me and he said, he called me to the office, so I, I went, I was, my heart was beating. He said, young man, I said, sir, yes, sir. You know how they say that. I'm, sir, yes, sir. He said, do you want to be a minister? I said, sir, yes, sir. Do you want to serve the Lord? Sir, yes, sir. Then he said, I want to train you to become a, a minister and a pastor and even to assist me one day. I said, sir, yes, sir. But then I had to go back to Ghana Our schools reopened Our president reopened our university So I had to come back and continue my medical school So I left But many years later in 1991 I went back to see him When I started the church And I said, sir, I started a little church I've got 40 members in my church Would Would you ordain me? He said, I know you I know you, I remember I know you I'll ordain you Nobody, uh, with my 40 little students and whatever in my church, he ordained me. Ordained me, Reverend was, And he said, you preach in my church tonight. That was the biggest church in London in those days, Victory Church. Other people took over later, but in those days, the biggest church. That's my, my ordination certificate from London. And I preached that night in his church. What an honor it was for me. 1990, 2nd December. My pastor knew me. You, your pastor, are even afraid of you. The way you behave in the church. <laughs> Who will ever trust you? Huh? The best name for you is Slippery Sam slip in, slip out never available never there we are looking for people who are faithful faithful in somebody else's ministry look, the, that church when I went it was just a starting church at that time it became the biggest church, but it was a starting church I used to carry Kenneth Higgins books and eh, the little ones you have a little one there And when I came there, I found out all the Ghanaians who who had come from Ghana, who I knew from school, who had backslidden and went in London. I posted, I bought with my own money, you see, there was no church. I bought with my own money the books. And I posted to every one of them. Then I found out, where do you live in London? And London is very big. You have to cross many zones. And each time you cross a zone, you pay more money. I would go as far as Hendon, Stratford, Streatham, Brixton, every dangerous place i would go and i'll give them a little say don't backslide and i will go and bring them to the church on sunday morning i'll go to people's houses and wake them up and say let's go to church how old was i i'm talking about 1983 you want to know my age 1983 i was 40. (laughs) how old was I but I loved the people and I loved the work and I would buy with my money you don't want to spend any money of yours at all why Why? 20 rent as an offering you you start to complain you sit there and it wasn't my church. Do you think I thought twice about whose church I was building as I was bringing the people there? I would go to their house and bring them with my own money and bring the cup to church one after the other. Do you think I thought to myself, I'm building somebody's ministry. I'm helping somebody's ministry. Will God help my ministry? Not for one half second. I was just, I was just happy to do it. I never even thought later on I realized that I was actually helping to build somebody's ministry. When you are faithful in that which is another, God will give you your own. I didn't come to the church to, de- to spoil the church. I never spoiled anything in that church. I never destruct or distracted or removed anybody from the church. I never sowed confusion. I did my best. Even we told him that, look, we can buy a set of drums, a second-hand set of drums. We bought the first set of drums and brought it there and, and played it. We helped in whatever way we could help. If you are faithful. So, a person who becomes full-time is somebody who has demonstrated huh? Now the second point faithfulness in a few things or little things whose book is this thank you the next point three i'm giving you seven a ministry that meets a full-time pastor is a ministry when when you have a ministry that meets a full-time pastor then you can become full-time okay okay Can I have an okay, please? All of you guys who are going to be pastors, can I have an okay from you? When your ministry needs a full-time pastor, then you can become full-time, okay? Uh, Until then, please don't think about being a full-time pastor, okay? Okay, don't think about salary, don't think about money, okay? Yeah, because if you have 17 members in your church, we are going to be full-time doing what? You you can't visit 17 people in two days, Okay? You visit them on Tuesday, visit them on Wednesday, what will you do on Thursday, what do you do on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Then the next week you want to visit them again. They will be angry with you. Bible says, remove thy foot from thy neighbor's house, lest he be weary of thee and hate thee. You cannot visit people, the same people all the time. We don't just visit for, for, for the sake of it. Jesus visited the earth once for three and a half years and that was it. He's never come back. People don't need many visits. They need one or two visits. And that's it. If they will come, they will come. It's not your visit that will bring them. You can't spend all your time going to lie in somebody's house. The person will still think, what are you after? He's come for cake and tea again. (laughs) And you, you, you tend to visit around lunchtime. You tend to visit around supper time. Around tea time. And every time you come, they have to serve you something. Are you there or you've gone home the next one And you see when you when your ministry does not need a full-time pastor and you are now full time you become idle and when you are idle oh man you start complaining you start grumbling I don't want anybody to be idle around, all my people around me are tired people. I want everybody around me to be tired. When you are tired, you cannot criticize because you sleep quickly before you can criticize. (laughs) Everybody around me must be tired because I'm also tired and we all sleep, we don't have time to criticize each other then we fall asleep and then we wake up and then we start working again. Amen. It's when you are sitting down you are idle. Ah what shall I do today? Ah. Hmm. Where is the pastor? I hear he has traveled again. Ah Rosalia come. I hear pastor has traveled again. Have you thought of I mean why does he keep traveling? Where has he gone anyway? Uh, uh. call john john come and sit down let's discuss something you see how do you have time to discuss you don't have anything to do that's why you have time to discuss are you listening to me so we don't want idle hands around everybody must be what tired the world is run by tired men when we get to heaven, we'll rest. That's why they write on your grave, rest in peace. <laughs> but try, try not to die in Zimbabwe. Because the last time I was in Zimbabwe, the pastor told me that now the graves, the, the what do you call it, the cemetery is so full that they... they they don't bury them this way, they bury them vertically. So now we cannot write rest in peace, we have to write stand in peace. <laughs> stand in peace. <laughs> After you've worked for God for a long time, then you have to stand up to <laughs> for eternity, you'll be standing no 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 no. so try to die in south africa don't go to zimbabwe to die eh? amen all right so you need to keep as few people employed in the church whichever ministry you are so that you can do more with lay people amen then the next one is the next step or how or reason which would take you into full-time ministry is you must have a death you must die to the love for silver you must come to ministry because you love money one brother said to me I like money I like money and I said you you there's something wrong with you you have to be saved (laughs) I like money you know when he said that I was a bit, I was a bit disturbed. How do you like money? What is that? Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And then you are saying, I like money. In other words, you are saying, I have the big root of all evil in my life. <laughs> so gradually, this brother was cured of his love for money. Today he's a missionary, full time. Yeah, he has been cured of that love for money. (laughs) So it is possible. And Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 says, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. In other words, when people really like money, do you see, no matter how much money you give them, they are never satisfied. They are never okay. They are never happy. You can keep on increasing. Their salary increasing. And they are never okay with it. Never. Do you know the greatest thieves are rich people? Huh? You didn't know? The biggest thieves in this world are rich people. When I was in secondary school, there was a guy who was very clever. So one day, we were going to write our end of O-level exam. So I went to his room. And I saw, O level or A level, A level. I saw, what is this? He said, oh, this is the question that is coming. I said, the what? He said, this is the exam question for tomorrow. I said, how did you get it? He said, oh, leave it to me. So I found out that this guy was somehow being able to get to know the questions of the major exam we were going to write and I marveled because he was such a clever person and he was very good anyway but that's where I learned the lesson that it is people who have already who are even greater thieves do you see? It's sometimes not poor people who are thieves but it's people who have already who are thieves so the fact that you pay somebody well does not mean that he's going to be happy do you understand what I'm saying? So, don't think that if you come and work in the church and the salary is good, the people are going to be happy with you and they are going to praise you all that. You may pay them over the moon, they still will not be happy. And I've had people like that. And when I, one day I had a guy like that, he started to complain. He said, listen, that you know what I would have been any if I was here? I wouldn't have been earning. I, I mean, he's, he's lucky that he resigned. He's lucky that he resigned because I would have sacked him. Because do you know what I would have earned if I was a doctor in America? Should I start to talk about that? How much I would have earned? You are talking about what you would have earned. What we would all have earned. Do you know what we would have earned? Why are you coming to complain what I would have earned? I would have earned this if I was this. I would have had this if I was that. Then stay as a lay pastor and don't come into the full-time ministry and start talking rubbish. Amen? Is it a good message? Yes. Ah. The next one is a total surrender for all possibilities. Amen. Oh, there are only five points. Okay, I thought I was giving you seven. You must be ready for anything when you want to come into full-time ministry. Stand to your feet, everybody. How many are blessed with the lay people and the ministry? Pardon? yes total surrender for all possibilities amen when you are full-time you must be ready for anything what do you think hello hello are you ready for anything yeah and you know one of the ways you can find out when people are not ready for everything just send them somewhere one guy he came to me he said I want to be working full time in the ministry. I said, are you sure? He said, I'm sure. I said, I don't think so. So I said, my brother, you are not ready. He said, I'm ready. This is all I want to do. So I employed him. And he was working in the church. Then after a while, I said, no, this guy, something came. I said, his heart is not in the ministry. But I didn't even know that. But the Lord kept on prompting me about the guy. I said, do something about the guy. So one day I came, just two weeks ago, I came to him I said, Brother, you know this town on the way from here to here? He said, yeah, I know it. He said, I, I, I come from that area. I said, okay. I said, I have decided to send you there as a missionary, a town in Ghana. One of these towns, Muligano's Towns in Ghana. <laughs> so I said, are you ready to go? He said, Yeah. I'll go. So I thought that the matter was over. So I was happy. Well, we're going to have another missionary going somewhere. Three days later, the person he was working with called me. She said, "This brother whom you said you want to go, he he came to me in the office." And I said, "What did he say?" He said, "Let me tell you the truth." I said, "What is the truth?" The truth is that I want to go to America. This is what I want to do. The reality is that I want to go to America. So now, he came, you see, the jack, the, the, the cat was let out of, the, out of, the, out of the, the bag. Is that not so? Yeah. The cat was let out of the bag. He said, look, the truth is that I want to go to America. And he said, please, can you help me to go to America? I said, all along, you have said you want to work in the ministry. You are ready to do it. It is not really the case. When I send you to this town now, you have come with a real thing that is in your heart that you want to work you want to go to america i said tell me from the beginning that you want to go to america and i'll help you to go to america but don't tell yourself a lie. when you are in full-time ministry you must be ready for all possibility and that is where we see those who are not real when you start putting them in all possibilities then you start to see ah now i'm ready but not for this ah i'm ready but not for that Ah, I'm ready, but not for this. Ah, I would have liked if you sent me as a missionary to Canada. But uh, you want to send me to Congo. (laughs) That's another story. (laughs) I I, I would have have liked if you sent me as a missionary to Massachusetts. But uh, (laughs) did you say uh, Congo Brazzaville? (laughs) Did you say uh, Rwanda? (laughs) Did you not hear of genocide in Rwanda? Have you not heard of the Ugandan Christian rebels? There's some Christian army something killing people in Uganda. And you want to send me to that village. Huh? So are you ready for everything? My brother Mark. All possibilities Are you an Indian? Are you in this church? Yeah. You can go to Chatsworth. Can't you? You look like somebody who will fit in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So now he said, he said, oh, praise the Lord, I'd like to go to church.' But Now, supposing I say now, no, we want to start a missionary outreach in India, okay? I want you to go to Bombay, and when you get to Bombay, you take left and right, and you go deeper inside. And that one, you may now come and say, pastor, you know, there's something I haven't told you yet. I said, what is it? Oh, well, I was planning to do some course in the school, and I wanted to go to university and this and that and whatever. When we are sending you to Chatsworth You were ready to work for God Even especially for salary But now that Bombay, Calcutta And other places have come up You are saying Pastor I would like to see you in the evening About something (laughs) (laughs) But I see you rising in the ministry Hallelujah No I'm ready Are you ready for everything How many are ready for everything And I just want to say finally also that The full-time ministry is the ultimate. Aim to be full-time in the ministry. That's the best ministry. That's how God ordained the ministry to be. He intended that those that preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Amen. So starting out as a lay person is actually a step, amen, on the way to becoming and to doing what you can eventually do. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you are faithful with the lay ministry god can bless you with the full-time ministry amen christian and what's your name Kola. Kola. you are you also from chatsworth are you indian but what is the little thing on your nose here is it not for indians is that not an indian sign here A colored sign it's a what fashion all right but is it not an indian fact can i have one can i have one for my nose Please give me one after church okay one or two i'll take it as a present to somebody amen what do you think is it a good idea we are making it we are making it we are going to do well i said we are going to do well how many believe that we are going to do well do you believe you are going to do well yeah. We are going to be ministers. I know all of you are going to be ministers because you all lifted your hand. You would all have come here, but we can't have everybody on stage. So I just have some of them here and some of you here. You get it. So that we encourage ourselves in the Lord. I'll be so happy to see you ministering one day. You're a pastor and you have congregation, church members, and you are ministering. You are carrying on. You know, wouldn't it be a nice thing? Huh? Do you have a wife? No. You have a wife. You don't, you don't like wife? Would you like a wife? You get a wife. Did you want to marry somebody she didn't want to marry you? No, not yet. Or oh, you have somebody you're going to marry. Yeah, it's good. And you? You're married. Amen. And you guys? No marriage. Don't think of it now, okay? Stay pure. Lift your hands and thank Him for the lay ministry. Thank Him for the calling. Thank Him for the grace. Thank Him for the blessing. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Remley Dambrandas. Remley Dambrandas. Remley Dambrandas. Remley Dambrandas. Surrender for all possibilities. Surrender for all possibilities. Rimbal Mardalanasan San, Cribando le Precalides, Mende Plandremandulus, Mandre Bananda, Singre Palanda, Lambre, Ambre, Libre, Carabal, Mendre, Shambhalades, Simacre, Pralides, Kerimbo Lambralades. Oh, for there shall come a running forth of my people. Running forth, running, running, running forth. Rimbalam, seriban brule decaram. Running. I hear the sound of running feet. For my children shall run. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Leira madambre semiri For a spirit of encouragement is come now into the hearts of the people of God. For they shall rise and they shall work. They shall work in the land. They shall till the land. Oh, for a pleasure they shall bring to the Father. Pleasure, pleasure they shall bring to the Father. Oh, lovest thou me? Lovest thou me? He asked. Lovest thou me? If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, tend my lambs if you love me look after my sheep do you love me do you like me do you love me says the lord to you today if you love me take care of my sheep love my sheep feed my sheep look after the people i died for and i gave my life and my heart for oh god we love you oh god we thank you oh god we accept your calling Oh God, we accept your will. Oh God, we accept the hands that are laid upon us. Oh God, we accept it, Lord. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing. Oh, what a blessing. What a favor. What a glory we have in you, O God, O God, O God, our Savior. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Now, just thank him. Just thank him today. But I feel that anointing is upon your life. I feel that that grace is upon your life. I feel that His mercies are upon your life. Salabalanambara dancelibrecande libresindo cholevarase lobrez labres libracales dileran doremensidolo klegagranolus chiklerigeba sebranale. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you Lord for your blessing. Thank you for these ones. Thank Him for the grace. Thank Him for the gift. Thank Him for the anointing. Thank Him for calling you. Thank Him for sending you. Thank Him for using you. Thank Him that He made you a son and not a bastard. Thank you that He made you a son and a daughter and not an orphan and a bastard and someone that is fatherless for He's calling you, He's sending you, He's using you is blessing you da fere le basale referito sora l' del prelatos lo ciblecra se clefrappa prasalotos lo titoste statutul atassisto teletisso clacaso ne crindus rembo candele blesa groleta crablilorasa cibla redebros mebili dalado le baradalve de secrete lejos clicos Coolish, Kerdos, Chilbere, La Trovesa, Praloste, Tomble, Sambla, Chilbe, Karadales. Blessed be the name. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. For in thanksgiving shall be your great blessing. In thanksgiving shall that gift descend upon you. In thanksgiving. You shall experience his blessing. Hallowed be the name of the Lord. For he has made you strong. He has made you greater than your enemy. He has hardened your forehead. To be harder than the forehead of your enemy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Almighty God. Thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you you may be seated you guys can go back to your seats now i want us to take a break for five minutes and then we are going to come back for our last little session